small groups. Uh, Jamie, come on up here for just a minute. If you're new to Church on Move, let me tell you, we're relational. We're relational. And I was sharing with her, and she doesn't know I'm calling her up either, so here we go. All right. And, uh, you know, we're just, we're just relational, and we want to see uh, God's best take place. And uh, we have small groups, if you're unaware of that, we have small groups, a variety of different ones. They're free market groups. There can be around a lot of different things. I have the most spiritual small group in the house, and that's, and that's bowling on Sunday afternoon. And uh, that brings out the, the spirit and the flesh, the spirit of the devil sometimes, and then... And definitely the flesh, and uh, but uh, her small group has uh, really been uh, transforming in a lot of our women's, and I just wanted to share, uh, ask her to share just one during this semester because we have them in semesters and we're fixing to take about a month break. Uh, this is the last week of this semester, and then uh, we'll be kicking up again in June first Sunday in June, but what's been one of the most impacting things during this small, I know, I, I, didn't, I didn't prep her, uh, I didn't prep her, but, uh, but what's been one of the most uh, uh, just impacting things, maybe to, for you, uh, in leading a small group uh, during, this, during this semester? Can you, can you pull something out of your heart real quick? Um, the most... That's, that is, that is really, really tough. Um, as far as leading the small group, I think the thing that I've gotten the most is that I don't have to lead the small group. It is just providing an atmosphere, inviting people. And our small group is not because of me at all. It's just, okay, I prayed, heard God said, let's do this, and we do. It's what I get from each lady. And in each time, it's like you said, Jesus just showing Jesus to each other, through each other. Um, And that has been the biggest thing is, um, for me, the love and acceptance that I've gotten from each person. You know, it's just incredible to not usually be very accepted or loved by women. To come in and have a group that just really loves each other and the special quality these women you have no idea how powerful how amazing how talented how wonderful how special how unique each one is and when you get into a small group you get to not only explore that in yourself but you get to find that in other people and it people are beautiful they are beautiful that has been the greatest i love that i love it could you give her a big hand thank you ma'am appreciate it it's awesome, awesome. You know, all I, all I want to say is God's moving. Amen. He's doing a lot of different things in a lot of different people's lives. And, 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 and I'm going to take off and, and use that as a platform for uh, the last installment in this series that I've been talking about, Amazing Grace. And today I want to talk to you about, I want to talk to you about something that I believe that's extremely impacting. We'll get to it in a minute. But during this, during this series, we've talked about a number of different things, but I want to share a scripture with you and, uh, and, then, and then go ahead and just share some, uh, some one sentences that I put in each and every one of the, the different messages that I've spoken on. And I'm going to change mics now. And so uh, here's what I want to 
do. Uh, so I want to share John chapter 1 and uh, verse 16. If you're following along in your, in your Bible, that's great. If not, it'll be on the screen. I want to share it out of the Amplified Bible. In verse 16, it says, For out of his fullness, the superabundance of his grace and truth, we have all received grace upon grace, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, gift heaped upon gift. For the law was given through Moses, but grace, the unearned, undeserved favor of God and truth, came through Jesus Christ. It came through Jesus. Amen. So where's grace come from? It comes through Jesus. And we, we learned in the first uh, message, which was Easter, we kicked it off, that, that Jesus is actually grace. And so when we're in relationship, the more intimate that we become with Jesus, the more grace that we're going to be experiencing in our life. And, uh, and, and so I, we've, we've launched off with this first thought that I want to give you that's in your notes if you're following along, is this, is that God's grace is God's power and God's ability to achieve God's will. And so there's five uh, uh, attributes of God's grace that we talked about. The first attribute was saving grace. And saving grace is just this, and here's the second thing in your, in your notes, is that God's grace is unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor and spiritual blessing. That's what God's grace. It's not anything that you do. It's everything that Jesus did for us. And there was a great exchange that took place. He was made sin for us so that we might be made righteous in Him. And therefore, we are who we are, not because of what we've done, but because of what He did. And, and we're able to, from that point, we're able to live a righteous life. Because we are now righteous, because we were made righteous. And there was that exchange. Now we're clothed in His righteousness because He was clothed in our sin. Isn't that something? Not that He did sin, He didn't. But He took our sin upon Him, past, present, and future. And so that, we talked about saving grace. And then the second week we talked about sanctifying grace. That now that we're saved, God wants us to live a sanctified life, which means a separated or a holy life unto him. Not, not to try to be righteous, but because we're righteous, now we can live a righteous life. And I made this statement, and it's this, is that God's, God's grace, or grace, isn't God's permission to do wrong. Grace is God's empowerment to, do, to live right. And so God's grace gives us the ability to live right, to do right. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And it's through His grace that He's done that for us. Isn't that awesome? And so God didn't say, hey, go live a holy life, a righteous life, because, uh, because we can do it on our own. He says, here, I'm going to give you the grace. I'm going to give you the power and ability to do it. Now, now you can do it. And, and so we talked about uh, uh, sanctifying grace. That was the second attribute of grace. The third attribute is, is strengthening grace. And strengthening grace is, is living that uh, victorious life that he wants us to live. And so here's the third statement. I'm just kind of recapping a little bit. And it's this. God's grace is God's provision for us to overcome life's challenges and to live victoriously. And so God's given us the grace to not just tolerate problems in our life, just to, uh, you know, accept what comes into our life, but God called us to be victorious, to be overcomers. 
and to overcome anything that we face in life because God has called us to be an example and to be a reflection of Him here on this earth. And God's not a loser. God's a winner. Amen? He's a winner. And so strengthening grace. And then last, last week we talked about sharing grace. Fourth message in this, this whole series is sharing grace. And sharing grace, God's grace, this is the statement I made, God's grace is God's potential for us to experience and live out God's highest level of living through giving. And we discovered that God has graced us to be givers, to reflect Him. God so loved the world that He gave. And if we're going to experience the highest level of living here on this earth, then we need to, we need to understand that, that we got to give our life away. We've got to be about giving of our time, talent, and treasure. And that's when we're going to experience real life. The most miserable people on the face of this earth are stingy people or selfish people. You cannot please them. I absolutely, I've tried, and you just can't. So I quit trying. Okay? And so my responsibility is to teach you what God says, and your responsibility is to either pick it up and walk in it, or just continue to, okay, be miserable, all right? And so today, what I want to talk to you about, and getting and leading up to today, is I want to talk to you about saving grace, and that's what I've entitled today's uh, not saving grace, I'm sorry, serving grace, serving grace, and that's the fifth one. So there's, there's uh, saving grace, there's sanctifying grace, there is strengthening grace, there is uh, sharing grace, and then serving grace. We're going to talk about serving grace today. And so I'm going to share a few scriptures with you, lay a little bit more foundation, and we're going to launch into this today, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9 and 10, it says this, it says, For we are co-workers in God's service. So God called us to be co-workers with God. Listen, we're in partnership with God. He, he says, the things I want you to do, the impact that I want you to make here on this earth, the, uh, the life change, the life-giving change that I want you to make in other people's lives, we're in partnership, we're going to do this together, and we can make it happen. And, and so notice here, this is one of the ways that he partners with us. It says, for we are, are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace of God, notice here, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each should build with care. In other words, get to building, guys. I've given you the grace. Go ahead. Start building some lives. Start building some awesome marriages. Start, start building some awesome churches. Start building some awesome ministries. And, and by the way, I've given you the grace to do it. And that's what, that's what he's saying to us. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, and then we'll jump to verse 15. It says, by grace, by the grace, by, by the grace of God, I am what I am. This is Apostle Paul. And his grace towards me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they, than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. He says, man, I did a lot. I mean, look, uh, and then he backed up. He says, oh, not me, but the grace of God that's in me. It was God's power, God's ability to, to help me achieve what God wanted to achieve through my life. And can I tell you, every one of us, if we're a believer in Jesus Christ, have the grace of God to do something great for God. Amen. Every one of us. 
Okay, and so uh, thank you men for stepping up and going ahead and sharing up here. I know for some of you that was uncomfortable because it's, it's what, you know, their statistics say or people have said that they'd rather, they'd rather die than be, speak in public. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> Amen. Well, you just spoke in public and you're still living. Amen. Amen. So praise God. But anyway, verse 58, it says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. How do we do that? We do it by the grace of God. I want to share some amazing things, some fantastic news about serving grace with you this morning, the little bit of time that we have together. First of all, I just want to say this, by grace, we have been gifted to serve. God didn't only call us to serve and say, go ahead and serve. And I've given you the grace, the power, and the ability to do it. But he says, listen, I'm going to give you the gifts to do it with. I'm going to gift you. You're going to, you're going to have the, the equipment to do it with. And you're equipped. Some of you may not think that you, you have the, the equipment to do it. But you have the equipment to, to serve God and serve people and make a life-giving difference in people's lives. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And so notice here, it says that you have been gifted. What have you been gifted by? The grace of God. Grace has gifted you to serve. Was, how, 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 do you all enjoy worship this morning? Yeah. It's just awesome. And, uh, and, and, you know, uh, we've got people that are gifted to do various things. You have those that are gifted to sing. You have those that are gifted to sing and play an instrument. Thank God for that. It's kind of dual giftedness there. And, and, and then you've got, you know, you, so you have all these different team members that are gifted to do what they, what they do. And they do a great job at it. But let me, I'm not gifted at that. You don't want me singing. You definitely don't want me playing an instrument. Trust me, I, I can't dance, and I can't claim to dance because I can't dance, okay? I just don't have any rhythm. And if it wasn't for somebody else clapping, I probably wouldn't clap on me even though I can hear the drums. It's just, I just, I'm, just, I'm just not gifted in that. But there's those that are gifted in that. I think of Julie, our, our children's pastor. She's here. Stand up, please, and then you can have a seat. She's our children's pastor. Yeah, give her a big hand. She has this huge heart, gifted, gifted to impact children's lives. Has this heart to want to see them developed in the things of God. And just, there's just such a, a passion and a gift there to, to make a life-giving difference in their life. We have another uh, lady, she's not here with us today, but her name's Charlotte. And this girl, she loves babies. Gifted to care and love and, and just minister to babies. And you that know her know what I'm talking about. Just absolutely gifted for that. And let me tell you something. Uh, we have people that are gifted, a variety of different people. I just met this morning, just, just for a moment. Because you're thinking, well, what am I gifted at? I don't know. You're just gifted, okay? Come, come through our growth track. We'll help you to discover that, all right? Our growth track will help you discover that. But I was talking to Holden in the back because Holden's this brilliant 
25-foot-tall guy back there. <laughs> He's almost 6'6 uh, six, six or 6'7, six, I mean, somewhere around there. 6'8, six, 6'5. Six, okay, he's tall. <laughs> he's a foot taller than I am. Uh, but anyway, he, uh, he's, dis- he's just brilliant. He's just, uh, he runs our, our sound production back there, and, and he, just, he just captures those things quickly, quickly, quickly. And so if he can learn it, he can do it. And he can teach it. Besides learning it, he does good at just taking what has been learned and, and teaching it to those that are, uh, uh, are he's teaching. And so, you know, just gifted at it. Candace back there, she leads our, our video and audio, uh, our vision, uh, video pr- production. And, and she does awesome. And she's one of those people that just retains it. And, and man, I tell you, we flow well together and it's just great. And, and so you have different people that are gifted to serve and some of you you're gifted in in encouragement you're gifted in in just just encouraging people and and when people get around you they just walk away and they think that they can they can just uh do anything because of the encouragement that you give them some of you you're just gifted in hospitality you just make people feel at home I mean, it's, it's amazing how when they get around you, they just feel like they're at home. We're all gifted in different areas, in different places. And, and can I tell you, God gifted you to serve people. And, and on your job, we want you, to, we want you to use those gifts for the glory of God. So that you can serve people. You ought to be the best employees that you could possibly be. So that you can gain influence into those that you are around. So that you can lead them to Jesus. Or lead them to, in, in a greater walk with Jesus if they do know Jesus. Amen. Serve people. You've been gifted to serve. God's graced you for it. He doesn't want you to receive it in vain. He wants you to use it so that you can glorify Him through it. Amen. Amen. Romans 12, verse 4 through 6, it says, For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given given us, get this, then use them. Let's use them. Let's use them. Now, jump down to verse 11. And the Bible says we shouldn't be casual about this. It tells us this. It says, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. We ought to be passionate about serving people. That's what God's telling us. Be passionate about this. Be passionate about serving your employer. Be passionate about serving your employees if you're an employer. Be passionate about serving those that are around you, your, your spouse or whoever. Be passionate about serving people because God's gifted you and graced you to do that. And if you'll do that, I guarantee you God's going to give you influence in those people's lives so that you can lead them into a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? So, let me give you some more fantastic news. By grace, we have been empowered to serve. God's given us the power to do it. Sometimes we just haven't tapped it, but he's empowered us. Ephesians 3, verse 6 through 7, this mystery is that through the gospel, 
the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I have become a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his. He's empowered us. And that's how, that's how I mean, you're, you're not going into a person's life or people's life powerless. You're going in with great power to bring great change in people's lives. God's done that. I remember when I first started out in the things of God, I, I got saved and, 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 and I didn't know anything about, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't raised in church. I didn't know anything about uh, the Word of God. I, I didn't know the difference between Old Testament and New Testament. I had no clue. I was 100% awesome, full-fledged, full-blown heathen. I mean, I was sinner all the way. I was an alcoholic. I was doing drugs. I was, you know, just all kinds of things. And, and, uh, and, and I, so I didn't know the difference between, the difference between Old Testament and New Testament. And, and, and I got saved. And I got saved because somebody reached out and befriended me. That's why relationships are so important. That's why we're always trying to create environments and, and raising up leaders to, as, as, as uh, uh, Jamie said, just facilitate just facilitate a group so that God can move in people's lives. If we'll just do that, then God can do that. Well, there's somebody that befriended me, and I eventually came to know the Lord, and I gave my life to the Lord at His invitation to church. I came to church, got saved. And then five days later, my brother and his pastor, I was still drinking, I was still a bad alcoholic, still uh, sucking those uh, uh, suds and sucking on those cigarettes, and I did, I did lay down the cocaine for those five days. And, uh, and I could have probably picked it up and, and continued on, but I didn't. And, uh, and, then, and then five days later, my brother and his pastor showed up at my house and said, God wants you delivered. God doesn't want you to be bound to any substance. God wants you free from that substance so that you can do what he wants you to do. And anytime you're bound to something, some kind of substance, you're, you're limiting what God wants to do through your life. And so, I, you know, they were just sharing with me. And, and I'm, here I am, a fresh new Christian. I didn't know the difference between Old Testament and New Testament. I didn't know anything. They said, you need, to be, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You need the power of God in your life. And I just said, whatever, if it's in the Bible, I want it. Give it to me. Come on. Come on, you know. And, and all they did, here's the point. All they did was make themselves available for God to use them to be a, a, a vessel that God could use and flow through to bring deliverance in my life. They prayed for me, and that night I got instantly, instantly delivered from years and years of alcoholism. Got instantly delivered from years and years of, of nicotine. And I, I, I went and I, I threw those things in the trash and poured out all those beers. I had just hauled in a couple of cases of beers. I had just hauled in, and my brother and his pastor were already there. I was already with cigarette in my mouth, hauling this beer in my front door. And, and then after that, I poured them all out. Threw those cans in the, in the, in the trash, squashed those cigarettes, threw them in the trash, and have not ever, ever even desired to go back to them. And it's been 30, almost 30 years later. Amen? And, and, and it, here's the thing. It is, it's not because they were special. It was because of the grace of God that they allowed 
to, to, to flow through them. They were empowered by his grace. And so they let that grace flow through them. Every one of us that are born again, every one of us that are a child of God has the power of God in them to make that kind of difference in people's lives. Amen? Amen? He's grace. That's amazing grace. Because I'm going to tell you, if we were good enough, who would qualify? Because I'm, I'm, we can sit down, we can have some talks, and I'm going to tell you, this past week, some of you done some pieces of stupid, no doubt. Or you thought some pieces of stupid. There's, or, or, or something. And so it isn't that you're good enough, it's just that you're graced. It's by the grace of God that you are who you are. And listen, you have so much power you don't even realize. You have the power to bring life change in people's lives if you'll just let that power flow through you. We have the power, even with our words, to bring life in a person's life. Remember, I was going through one situation, and if you've been around, you've heard me tell this. And, it was, and I'm not going to go into the story, but I remember we had a Sunday morning service like this, and I was a young Christian and going through some severe trials in my life, and and just during the break, just during that handshake time, just during that time where we were greeting one another that many people take for granted. It's like, oh yeah, we're just going to greet one another. My pastor's wife hugged me and says, if God be for you, who could be against you? That's all she said, and she went on. And even today, to the core, I'm moved at that word because of the life change that it made in my life. It, it empowered me. You can deposit grace from the grace from within you. You can deposit grace into other people's lives just through your words. Just through your words. Ephesians chapter 4. Let's look at this. Verse uh, 29, I believe it is. It says, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification. That word edification means building up. A building up according to the need of the moment. So that it will give, get this, it will give grace to those who hear. Your words will give grace. God's power, God's ability to achieve God's will in other people's lives when you speak the word of God into their life. If God be for you, who could be against you? It changed everything for me. It changed everything. And if I told you the story connected to that, you would just be, oh, it was God. I stood my ground, and as a result, I was able to raise my son, and for you that know the story. So, fantastic news is that it empowers our life. Let me give you the last thought that I want to give you. By grace, we have been entrusted to serve. It's not because we earned it. It's because of his grace that he entrusts people to us, entrusts his ministry to us. He said, listen, I'm going, and because I'm going, the things that I do here on this earth, you're going to do. And even greater things that I've done, you'll do. I'm entrusting my ministry to you, and he's going to entrust the most precious, precious thing on the face of this earth, and that's people. I'm going to entrust that to you, not because you're so pretty. Not because 
you're the best athlete. Not because you're the strongest. Not because you preach the best. Or that you speak the best. But because of the grace of God that's on your life. I'm going I'm to entrust these things to you. Because I know through my grace... These people will be cared for, loved for, loved on. They will be helped because of me flowing through you, doing what I want done to achieve what I want achieved in their lives. Amen. Amen? Amen. If you're not getting encouraged, I've got some grace for you. (laughs) Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. We'll start there. It says, for it is by God's grace that you have been saved through faith. It is not the result of your own efforts, but God's gift, so that no one could boast about it. God has made us what we are in our our union with Christ. He has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. Notice here, God graced us so that we could do something great for him. I want to jump to chapter 3 and just read verses 8 through 12 here. It says, although I am the very least, Paul said, the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to me to bring to the Gentiles the news of the boundless riches of Christ and to make everyone see what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church the wisdom of God in its rich variety might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places this was in accordance with the eternal purpose that he has carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have access to God in boldness and confidence through faith in him now Let me just say, once again, that grace, God's grace, has entrusted us with what God wants us to do, and that's to serve. Uh, There's a a number of different things that came to mind. I'm going to talk about some people. I'll talk about Miss Cindy. Uh, Miss Cindy, uh, for you that don't know her, stand up. Give her. She's served faithfully for, uh, I think now, 19 years, 18 years, something like that, somewhere around there, uh, our church. And, uh, and now she, on a weekly basis, comes and cares for my mother, loves on my mother, and uh, takes her to doctors occasionally when I'm not takes her to the uh, get groceries and just cares for my mother. Now, here's, here's the thought that came to mind, is that God has entrusted Miss Cindy with my mother to serve her. I'm going to tell you, that's an honorable thing, because my mother's precious. She's a pain in the butt sometimes, but she's precious. <laughs> If you know my mother, you know what I'm talking about. Can I have an amen in the house? All right. Oh, wow, that got loud. (laughs) But this past week, uh, there was somebody else that had had been dealt with. 
in their heart. They just had my mother on their mind. Had, their, had my mother on their mind. I think it was this, not this past week. I think it was this past week, wasn't it? And, uh, and so she, she contacted my mother and asked her if she can stop by, I believe is how it went. And, uh, and at 4 o'clock, she stopped by my mother's house. And she was at my mother's house from 4 till 6.30. And she was just there. Was entrusted with my mother to care for her, love on her, and serve her. And, uh, and I'm going to ask her to, not my mother, I'm going to ask... <laughs> I'm going to ask uh, uh, Alicia to come on up here for a minute. Would you please? Come on up here. See, really, yeah. See, when God, when you, when you serve people, when you serve people, come on up here. When you serve people, get up here. When you serve people, God entrusts more to you. And see, we're entrusted. God, by grace, we have been entrusted to serve. And she shared something a minute before we came up here of something that God's opened up for her that I'm excited about and she's excited about. And I'm just going to give you a couple of minutes, two minutes. Not, not even fair. I know it's not fair. And no forewarning, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> not, not really. But. Not really, but, um, but I, she, I'm going to ask her to share what God did for her this week. And uh, first of all, tell the school that you're in and, and that kind of quick story and then, and then what God did for you. Can you hold that? Yes. Okay, there you go. Uh, for those of you who do not know, I'm in culinary school. Um, I, I started in January, so I've only been going about four months. Um, and before I went, I knew that there could be a potential to do an internship, which you have to do before you graduate. Um, but Disney World um, is, was an opportunity, and it's something that I was just claiming that I wanted to do. But I didn't think it could happen because I was so early in school, and they just don't do that sort of thing that early on. But I was trying to put actions to my faith, and uh, they were at our school on Wednesday, and I did an interview just wanting to get my face in front of them. Hey, how's it going? I'll see you in the fall, and we'll try to do this again. They called me on Friday, and they accepted me. Talk about above and beyond more than you could hope or think. Um, I'm the second person at this stage of school to be accepted into the program, so it's you know, just those little things that are just <laughs> only God. Only God. Um, anyway, I don't even know what else to say, but That's good. God's awesome. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Serve people. And I guarantee you, as a result, as you allow the grace of God to, to work through you and serve people, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back on you. It's going to be a blessing to you. Um, I had a thought, and I lost it. So if you'll give me just a second, let me see. It was a good thought. It was a good thought. Yeah, I've been entrusted by grace. Thank you. 
Thank you, conscience. <laughs> God's good, isn't he? I don't remember what, I, what it was, but I did have a good thought. Just know it was good, all right? Let's just serve people and watch what God does in and through us in, in bringing life change in other people's lives. And honestly, that's why we're here. We want to really, truly want to, we want to see people experience God in every way possible, but he uses people. And when we serve people, when we allow that serving grace to work through us, that's when we see people's lives really impacted for the glory, the glory of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you.